podcast. It is Thursday, June 30th. It's Eric. We have some guests to come in just a couple of moments here. Uh, some friends I got to meet two weeks ago. Um, I never knew it existed. I did not get to East Toledo enough. Even when I lived downtown, it was just running across the Taco Bell or something like that. Um, A lot has changed since I left downtown in East Toledo because everything on the riverfront, we're we're always reading about constant development. I just saw a picture today, uh, a great perspective of you over um, the bridge. What we'll be able to see as the pedestrian bike bridge is completed. So um, that's East Toledo. And an important cog in East Toledo is the East Toledo Family Center. We'll get to that in just a couple of seconds here. Um, I came across a, a word today. You're familiar with staycation. You take off, you don't go anywhere, and you just not work. Um, I have a friend, and this this word describes her because... Even before COVID hit, she did a lot of this. Um, There are some things I am extremely envious of um, on TikTok. Uh, If you're really attractive and have a lot of rhythm, your your chances of being successful there are multiplied by 100, and I'm very envious. I'm also envious of people who have the wanderlust and can live it out and can go travel. Um, I could, but... Uh, you need you need to have more patience than I have to travel, especially now. Like I'm expecting, I think, like I told Alex yesterday, I think I've been more accurate than most common folks when it comes to predicting some of the bigger things. Like there were some good signs of the economy in some reports today that we have probably peaked with all these inflation problems. So just file that aside. Um, July Fourth is probably going to be hell with travel. Uh, and I, I don't like traveling when it comes to having the patience to do it. Um, the TSA check, sitting on a plane for a couple... I, I just I, uh, I could learn it, maybe, but um, I, I am jealous of those who have the patience to go through all the hoops to travel to these exotic, beautiful, and historic places. My friend, uh, who I mentioned on the podcast before, Christine, back home in Allentown, does this. Um... She does this word. It's called a workcation. The hell is that? Um, there is another way to look at work-life balance. Um, we have let too much of work take us over, right? Although I'm watching the show for all mankind, and uh, one of the characters seemingly lives next to her office. Now, look, we, we should create a delineation. We should add some nuance to if you're working like 60 or 80 hours a week, um, if it's for NASA, like that's seemingly okay. But if you're doing something eh, kind of inconsequential, like if you're not leaving a mark, if it's not purposeful and you're working 60 some hours a week, you should probably step back. But when it comes to getting people off the planet, um, being an agent of change, and you really love the work don't let people demean you for working those 70 hours. Don't don't dismiss your family and your other responsibilities, but keep putting in those hours. My friend works her ass off. Um, instead of work overtaking us, she has just taken her work different places. Um, and this is a strategy that we have probably overlooked. Maybe you have not. It's new to me because, again, I don't get out. I put my mind and my interest 
way outside of my personal geographic ecosystem. My body doesn't really go there. Um, but my friend travels all kinds of places. So she is like an elevated version of work from home. She is work from anywhere. And that's what she does. She is constantly taking trips. If I had to guess, she takes double digit trips a year to really nice places, historical, beautiful, exotic. And what she's able to do is do some vacationing, do some working. Um, and it's, it's admirable that she can delineate work and life. So a workcation, maybe a new phrase, a new approach to mix into what you're doing. Because as I've suggested for weeks now, as gas is still what it is, if your employer allowed you to work from home before during COVID, you should ask for some of that grace now, considering that it costs so much to get to and from so many places. Um, I was invited to the East Toledo Family Center. I did not do a good enough job of getting over to East Toledo, but there wasn't a lot to draw me over there. Now there really is. So let me open your mind and educate you as I got educated to just how important the East Toledo Family Center is to East Toledo. Jody and Shelby. We're officially beginning, ladies. Um, I went to you a couple weeks ago. Thanks for coming to visit me. Absolutely. Thanks um, for having us. Uh, Jody, pull that a little bit closer. Get a little bit closer. I know you're in a perilous chair situation there, but you'll be fine. Come on. You, talking to it now. Testing. There you go. You can pull it up a little bit. And I will edit this out. There we go. There's so much maneuvering chairs. You say my- that, and then we're going to listen, and it's going to be on there. Right. And the podcast, but not on the uh, community show. Keep talking into that, Jody. Okay. A little bit closer. Hold on. We don't do anything. He'll fix you up. Oh, there you go. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Is that better? How is that? Thank you for having us today, Eric. Is that better? So when something breaks, Jody isn't the fixer at work, right? No, no I didn't. I so. am not. No. No. <laughs> All right, back to the interview. All right, let's go. Um, so <clears throat> I have uh, I have asked Jody and Shelby to come visit me from the East Toledo Family Family Center for for two reasons. Uh, we'll call it one and one A. Uh, reason reason one is to talk about the East Toledo Family Center. Right. One A is to hear or to push you to do this awesome event. What is October fifteenth? October sixteenth. And uh and I've already planted the seed to get Danny Morin out of retirement to do some dad rap. <laughs> You're gonna edit that out, right? No, not at all. <laughs> is he not allowed to he would be great at He absolutely would be great for that. So don't worry about him. I'll, I'll work on him. Okay, you do that. I'll work on him. He's got all those kids now anyway. It's going to be a family-friendly event. Absolutely. There's no bigger chance. The kids cha- can run. The kids can run. Well. They can run, walk. walk. Run. For the walk. nickel dash. The 05 nickel dash. Perfect. We'll come back to that. Got it. Ladies, who wants to start? Jody, the director of the East Toledo Family Center, correct? Yes, I am the executive director of the East Toledo Family Center. How long have you been there now? I have been at the center for almost 12 years. I've been the executive director July 31st for five years. Um, so I, But I've known the center for over 30 years. We have been an intricate part of it. Um, walk me through a real fast version of uh, through 30 years and then you working there. How so much has changed through East Toledo in these years? 
Um, well, 30 years. I mean, I was a volunteer. I was on the board of directors. Um, my kids actually participated in the sports. My husband coached. Um, we um, live in East Toledo. I still live in East Toledo um, and love it. But we were um, we wanted to be part of an organization that provided services to the community. Um, so that's why we were involved. How East Toledo has changed or um, the East Toledo Family Center over the last 30 years, um, I don't know that much has changed. But the um, community and the um, needs of our families have changed. Yeah, that's what I was going to. I was absolutely. Gonna, I was going to ask the question. Uh, you might have needed to be a bigger part of the community in different ways. And and forgive me, correct me. This is why you're here. Less of a basketball court, more of a global facility to help well-being for people. Absolutely. Our 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 goal is to help the entire family and we serve from babies to seniors um, and with programs for all ages in between and that's really how it's changed we used to focus on the youth because of the athletics um, and then we needed to focus on families and babies and infants because and moms pregnant moms because they are they have needs and they may have they may need you know resources they may need to have some um, programs to help them along in their pregnancy so that they have a healthy pregnancy mm-hmm. um, we help seniors we do a softball um, program we do nutrition programs we do transportation programs home repair so we know that they're all aspects of the family need help throughout the year or throughout their lifetime so our focus is really how do we help our families be successful give them the tools and the resources that they need to do that not enabling them sure but giving them the tools to make their own change um and east toledo i think it's a close-knit community i think the only thing changed that has changed is our world has changed yeah and we've had to evolve with that mm-hmm. uh shelby you do outreach what's your position i am the assistant director of the east toledo family center so I have been there, I'm coming up on six months now. I just passed my five-month mark. Jody, so she's done okay so far? She's done a wonderful job. Good, good. Wonderful job. Um, Shelby, uh, what did you walk in there with and what kind of opened your eyes? What was maybe unexpected or surprising? Not that not that you would want to leave or anything like that, but um, something that you wanted to dive into as a challenge and really take that on. That's a loaded question. Uh <laughs> So I, um, I have a background working in programming, um, specifically youth programming, but I've also worked with all ages um, in various capacities and aspects. Um, I am from the Cleveland area originally and moved here for college and have been here since. Um, so my values and mission have always been community-based um, and focusing on youth improving resources so that they will be more successful as, adult, as adults. So having that birth of 12 um, knowledge and background and then all the work experience for all ages um, it just are you nervous <laughs> nothing to be, nervous, be nervous about um, you walked me around the strange facility I should have been the, I was in basements and all this stuff I should have been the nervous one <laughs> I'll swing back over to Jody um, Jody and but Shelby you're the one that told me this and, and people might be people could be should be familiar with uh, the hope program and uh, and and the Reverend who I met a couple of years ago, John Jones, sure. a great guy. Um, some people at ProMedica had connected me with him, and he is uh, he's working on this Hope program. And right. um, you might have heard the mayor talk about it and all the all the money that's coming this way. And it's about uh, the mayor's had a thing for universal um, 
uh, pre-kindergarten and kindergarten and, and John's program is a part of this and you guys are as well and this is a great uh, a great aspect that you guys are going to be able to welcome in and help kids in the east side right absolutely we are going to be able to with we're already a t- um, TPS partner that we provide preschool um, programming but the hope aspect where we're um, helping the four-year-olds prepare even more for um, kindergarten then we've been doing that for 100 years serving preschool age children. Um, early literacy is probably the most critical. Um, we know that our kids have to be ready to go to kindergarten and we're just happy that we can partner with Hope and we know and we see that the city and other organizations know how critical this is. Not only just for the kids, but our economy and for future leaders of the city of Toledo or wherever those kids um, start out. You know, they're not ready for kindergarten and we need to make sure that they are. And with our programming and our director, um, we have a proven track record in East Toledo that our program is for a five star. Um, So we really make sure that the kids are going to get what they need from us. Um, And we're really glad to be partnering with Hope and other partners. As we had had talked about, um, what you're doing now is different from what you did, excuse me, five years, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, a lot more responsibilities, so much more accountability, more programming. Um, it takes funds to keep that up. I'm sure having yes. that money and hope involved is good. Are there, there's got to be funding challenges. Tell me about them and how you overcome them or well, want to. There are, there's always, as a nonprofit, you always have to, um, funding um, challenges. But the good thing about the East Little Family Center, we have a reputation that people trust us. And if there's a program or a need, such as Hope, um, they're going to reach out to us and they're going to include us in that dynamic. Um, what we do the best is we provide those programs. We um, do it the right way. Um, we, you know, if there's challenges, um, but we always need resources. We're very fortunate um, throughout COVID. COVID has changed the way we do business. Yeah. Um, and we were afforded all of our uh, all of our funding to help us keep all of our programs running, even virtually, whether that was remotely. We were doing preschool classes remotely. So at the end of the day, it is a challenge. But if you run the right the programs the way they're supposed to, benefiting the community and the children and the families, then, you know, we're just fortunate to be that partner um, that, you know, we're going to do what needs to be done. Um, and we're going to do it the right way, and we're going to make sure that our families are benefiting from it. Um, and we always have fundraisers that are ongoing, but um, receiving these funds, and that's just a true testament of the work that we do in the community. The, the East Toledo Family Center. Shelby, back over to you. Um, how far do your branches go out? Obviously, we talked about the, the tight-knit neighborhood that is that is uh, the east side, East Toledo. Um does it go out to help kids in Oregon on the other side of the river? Where do your branches go? Who do or don't you serve? A lot of our programs serve all of Lucas County, and then we have a program that serves Seneca and Ottawa County as well. Um, so we're reaching families in all of those areas. Um, but yeah, Oregon's included. Um, some of our athletics and even our camp last week, we had kids coming from the Sylvania area for our week-long camp. So um reaching out in different areas how can people be a part of some of these programs or all of these programs depending or regardless of of where they're from shelby uh we're on facebook so that's a good place to reach us we just got our new website up and running that's another place giving us a call 419-691-1429 um and seeing what's available we're starting our soccer registrations that will um Games will start in August. Practice will start in August. And we'll also have a clinic that will kind of kick that off, no pun intended, with soccer there, mm. um, for mm. for that season. Um, we've got two weeks left of summer ball. Um, basketball will start after soccer is wrapped up. So The educational programs, I mean, before you know it, it will be back to school. Um, is, is there a certain time or a certain window where parents would want to get involved, like 
do it now for the upcoming school year or does it not matter because it's a rolling type of thing? Um, I mean, we've constantly got new programs um, coming. I also, we have just expanded our recreation program. Um, so we will have year long programming, whereas we focused on um, soccer season, summer summer ball season, so that coaches pitch, t-ball and basketball. So instead of just those three um, seasons, we are all year round. So we're coming up with STEM programming. We've got youth enrichment programs, um, which is kind of after school. So those are focused more on the high school age, mm -hmm. um, but so, we're definitely expanding programming to reach more ages. Um, go to the Facebook, area. go to the website. Yeah, What's right. the number again? You were very good with that. 419-691-1429. You, uh, you walked me around the entire building last week, and I had mentioned going going downstairs where the classrooms were. Can you give me or a, a parent an idea, paint the picture for them? Because I didn't, I didn't see the kids being taught. Just saw one of the teachers. Can you paint a picture for us of what goes on in those classrooms? Yeah, we've got three preschool classrooms. Those teachers work on curriculum weekly. Um, they rotate curriculums as well. So they're focusing on different things. Um, I believe the week that we were there, they were working on um, creating a hair salon environment for the kids to kind of experiment and, you know, focus on that play, um, just play aspect of becoming a child and um, enrichment and development. So um, they rotate through programs like that. Um, a lot of times when I have been subbing, we've done things like, um, physical activity so they've acted as if the classroom is like a little gym so they've got like their membership cards things like that so they're definitely learning they've got out outside play time um, they get meals made in-house um, and snacks made in-house so they eat three times while they're with us um, and you know they have a great time you had told me um, the importance of of the gym at the facility and that you're looking to expand it uh, Jody tell me a little bit about mm. the importance of the gym and how you're looking to build out from that well the importance of the gym is also our facility um, serves as a community safe space so we um, invite the community to use our facility we hold community meetings um, what we did is we decided we needed to do conduct a feasibility study and the feasibility study and our and anybody that had any say or input into that feasibility studies clearly said to us you're out of space you need more space and we literally just kind of got our our concept that we're leaning towards and it, it will be a renovation of our main building and then with the expansion of a recreation area where it will encompass all of our programs under one roof um, right now our senior center is in a different building and now um, with this feasibilities plan and this concept we will all be under one roof which is which is really important because working with preschoolers to seniors we can now engage them we know that grandma and grandpas are very important but expanding that recreation into the park um, will only um, we will be able to offer more like Shelby mentioned um, we now do year-round recreation and enrichment programming um, and we have to continue to do that we got to make sure that we can help all the kids and it be not just a season but year-round um, but that that piece is going to be critical for us and plus that will that will leave the facility in a better position when my tenure is over um, because that's what we're supposed to do we're supposed to make sure that long term that the center will be relevant for many years to come for another 120. What's the likelihood of getting that that gym and all the renovations? Well I'm going to tell you in, for us it's likely because Good. we're going to make it happen. Um, we're obviously working with the city. We're going to look for other partners to help with that funding because it's going to take a lot of money to make that happen. But in my in my 
in my mind, <laughs> we're going to make it happen because Good. we have to. We have to. Um, to go backwards a little bit, some sure. of the, the at-risk people, talk to me about what you guys do for uh, for new moms or pregnant women. So for new moms, and if I, I'm going to ask Shelby to kind of chime in as well. For new moms, you know, moms when they're, when they when they're, and this is new moms, but it's also women who are in the um, pregnancy time of their life. So that could be from 13 to 40 years old. 45. Um, I'm sorry. 44. 45. Yep, 44. Um, but our our job is to give them the resources. So the first of all, they have a healthy birth rate. Um, they receive the, um, can, can be connected to the programs that will help them. Um, rather that's finding housing, um, helping them find a job, um, just making sure that they're prepared to be successful as they become a mom or, you know, and if it's several years down the road, um, we've got to make sure that they have those tools to help them. And so that's really, and we, we actually hit all aspects of at, at risk, you know, we have, we're a low to moderate income neighborhood. Um, so we have to focus on if there's food needs and, you know, we partner with other agencies to make those sort of things happen. But our job is really to make sure that our families have the tools and resources that they can be successful. So that if they're, you know, if they're down on their luck, they need rent assistance, we have the programs that we can connect them to or the partners that we can connect them to. So. You talked about about food um and we talked a little bit about this mm -hmm. during my, my visit um i was disappointed as a downtown resident um the kroger went away um it got sucked into the one on on navarre it's uh i can even either say it's a bit of a food desert or it is a food desert over there i'll let you speak to that but how do you guys get people fed and maybe what would you like to see and if you could wave a magic wand and get something there well i would First of all, our job is to connect them to the resources. If they're not available in our community, we are the connector. We are the gatekeeper. We know, send them to, you know, helping hands for a meal, hot meal. We know to connect them to connecting um, kids to meals. Um, we know who they should be interacting with to make sure that they can have food. I would say that we are a bit of a um, food desert. We do have a grocery store along Main Street, um, but a lot of people are going out to Oregon. If I could have an ideal situation, our families would not have to leave East Toledo sure. to receive the services and um, to meet all of their needs. We know that's not realistic. That's why it's very important for us to be a good partner, to have additional partners that we can call at any time and say, hey, can you help this family? We're gonna send them your way, can they call you? That's our job to do that and I think we do that exceptionally well. You wouldn't and have been around this long if you were screwing absolutely, up. <laughs> absolutely, another 120 years. And it's, you know, Shelby and I's job as the leaders of the facility and our staff, the almost 60 members of our staff members and volunteers, that's not even including volunteers. It's our job to make sure that all of the needs are met in our community. And then in East Toledo, anybody who lives in East Toledo, works in East Toledo, it is its own, um, it's its own neighborhood, basically. It is. It We're is. on the other side of the river. Um, people tease me, and Shelby comes from across the river, but people tease me. Do you ever cross the river? Yeah, she got her passport. <laughs> um, she has done an exceptional job in making sure that meeting the needs of the families with her background. So. Uh, Shelby, tell me, I, I didn't get to see anybody. I don't think they were open at the time. Perhaps I'm wrong. But tell me about the clinic, how you help people out in the neighborhood, because it's also kind of maybe an, an urgent care desert there as well. Shelby? Yep. So we've got um, neighborhood health associations. They are a clinic in our um, like our downstairs area. They also have two other clinics on the east side as well. Um, so they are they serve anyone regardless of income and insurance status. Um, 
So making sure people have access to health care is super important, which is a great partnership for us considering we're a central location. We've got families that come to us and we can send them downstairs for primary care. So that's really important. If I had to look up the zip codes, um, I think it would be red in your neighborhood. Tell me your perspective of of the opioid epidemic, which has which was the epidemic before the pandemic. Yes. This is my personal and professional opinion. Yes, I think that there are the opiate epidemic hits every neighborhood. Um, East Toledo just seems to be the neighborhood that everybody thinks, well, it happens in East Toledo because it's East Toledo. I don't believe that. I think that a lot of the times our folks are going to buy those drugs and they come back into East Toledo. Um, But I'm not saying that we don't have crime and that that's not available in East Toledo. But at the end of the day, that's not who we are. We are a close-knit community. Um, We want to make sure that um, you know, but we address those issues. If someone comes to our building and says, I have an issue or I need help, we're going to get them the help. And whether that's a, you know, um, a behavioral program or a, a mental health program, um, we have those connections. But yeah, I mean, we have issues just like everyone else, but we're not we're not alone in that. Sure, so every part of the city has that issue. And so um, we do get discouraged sometimes. Well, it's East Toledo. Who cares? And that's not that's not really who we are when that's not how we look at it. Sure. We're we're in the neighborhood to be that gatekeeper and to make sure that we can make sure our families are OK at the end of the day. Uh, tell me about how the growth near the waterfront, near the riverfront, is affecting you positively or negatively, or maybe you feel like it's creating even more of a barrier, or is it welcoming welcoming you in? For us yeah. as an agency and as a nonprofit, it has been a very welcoming um, agent. And I'm going to give the Metro Parks um, a big high five because they have been the catalyst to make a lot of the things happening mm-hmm. that are happening in East Toledo. Our connection with them is their enrichment center that's um, going to be um, open for business next year we are a partner in that is that we, where they did the book giveaway this week yes that's where they did the book um giveaway and that's going to be renovated so that community partners such as Good. us in united way and then we have a one voice for east toledo which is a resident platform for all stakeholders to get involved and we will have a presence there we will become the gatekeeper Good. Um, in partnership with the metro parks the last thing i wanted uh and I, because I don't get over there as much as I used to anymore, not living downtown. The last thing I wanted was for us to have a beautiful riverfront um, and everything that we've heard about, the vision which is now coming to life. I know the uh, the pedestrian and bike bridge will be open soon over Main Street. Yeah. The last thing I wanted was some type of invisible gate from all of that beauty and the renaissance and rebirth of that waterfront and an invisible gate to where you guys are. Mm-hmm. Um, it should all be interconnected. And I'm Absolutely. glad that you don't feel that you have been um, segregated out of all that growth. No, and, and and I think the reason why we weren't is because we are a valuable partner. We 100 years. 100 years. 120. 120 121 in August. But we are a valuable partner and people respect us. And I think that that's really important. They trust us. They know that whatever um, they give us or we're part of and we don't do everything right but at the end of the day we're that partner that if you need something or you need something to happen our team is going to make it happen you're important um you're you're vital because i have not spent as much time over there as people that live over there i haven't seen it change but i know more than some people from other parts who might not cross the river for whatever reason and again there are some missing components that we've already discussed food urgent care some other things um and I hope people have now listened to the last 20 minutes or so and see how vital you are. You are literally a heart 
um, that pumps blood and so much else through the east side, and it's become only more challenging over the last 15 years. Absolutely, and 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 obviously, it's there's so many other challenges, and that's why we have to be one step ahead because we have to be able to know what our families are going to need long term, and we know that with COVID, people you know are unemployed. We know that people have been affected by COVID. They've lost a loved one, um, and it's changed the way we live, our, yeah. our personal and our professional lives, and we just have to be prepared. No matter what the need is, we find a solution and we find the partner who's going to help us meet those, you know, those needs and those and find the solution working together. That's the only way we can do it. We can't do it alone. I like you a lot. I liked you when I met you. I like you a lot more now because one of the things and this is not a political thing because our lives have been very challenging the last over now two years, 27 months. Um, We expect and demand our leaders, whether it's, it's the president or the person that runs this building. Unfortunately, you're given the unseemly task of having to predict the future. Um, and, and we've seen a lot of sloppiness. So knowing that you have to do that, um, gives me a lot of faith and confidence in you. And you're not, like you said, I mean, nobody's going to get it right all the time, but knowing that you have to keep eyes to the future to build where people will eventually be is so smart and so prescient. So thank you. Welcome. Tell me about October 16th. October 16th is our Nickel Dash, which is our second annual, which I can say that this year. Um, we decided, um, one of our board members came up with an idea that we should do a 5K walk, family fun, family friendly walk, run walk. Um, and we've named it the Nickel Dash, which is symbolic to East Toledo 05, the nickel, okay. um, which is just fabulous. Um, it's the run in the 05. We, are, um, we partner with the Metro Parks. Um, they're gracious enough to let us use the new Glass City um, um, park and the area around um, the docks down across the river. Um, and we are also in partnership with Dave's Running and Toledo Roadrunners, who usually that doesn't happen. And they decided, let's partner, let's make this happen. Um, we're anticipating this year will be even bigger than last year. Good. Um, and it's just fun. And it's a fun activity. Um, it's family friendly. We want everyone to come out. Our registration will open very soon, obviously. But um it's a fan and it's one of a kind in East Toledo. Yes, there are other O5 or other runs and walks, but this is specific to East Toledo. And we were the first ones to do it along the river on the East Toledo side. So I'm very proud of that. And our board members were this is and it's a fun event. I mean, we just want everybody to come out, enjoy, walk, run. You know, they don't even have to walk or run. Come out and just enjoy and um, enjoy the park and that new view. And it's it's just fabulous. And we're very fortunate to have those partners who believe in us. As I've told people for several years now, I may or may not have ever said it here, but it is we really needed to retire the east the east side jokes about six or seven years or so ago. <laughs> and that's well beyond what's happening on the riverfront because of all the great things that you do. And it took me far too long as as a person that's adopted Toledo as my home to realize what a great high school weight is that's and all the great wonderful. people that are working over there. So right. it, they're East, a great partner too. They absolutely are. Hi, you're still here. What's the phone number? <laughs> for East Toledo? No, no, no. no. For the East Toledo families. You're very good at that. <laughs> 419-691-1429. Look at that. Perfect. Um, I'm teasing you. I'm giving you a hard time, but without uh, without Katie, I wouldn't have met you. And I appreciate the tour and everything. And for you opening and invi- opening up the East Toledo Family Center and inviting me over for the tour and so much more. And I'm glad we have this relationship. Absolutely. And you're welcome anytime. And anyone is welcome. We're an open facility. Anyone wants a tour. They want to see what we're doing on a daily basis. Every day is different. Um, and we just want people to know that we're here. Um, we will work with whoever wants to work and make not just East Toledo. When we make East Toledo better, it makes 
makes the city of Toledo better mm-hmm. across the board, period. There is no hands down that is the case. And we just want to do our part as an organization. And for anyone who is interested in what's going on with our building or what hopefully will be going on with our building, yes. July 26th, we will be having a community listening session in our gym. Excellent. That's where we'll be talking about the concept. Yep. And we're done.